You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. That's what it takes. Yeah, I'm not saying you want to. I'm saying no, you will. I don't want to. But if, if somebody riled up on me and take me out, I guess it was my time to go like that. But ain't nobody did it yet, so I guess it ain't my time to go. How old are you? I'm 17. Hit by gunfire this evening and neighbors barely flinched. I'm from Killer City, aka the Driller City, yeah. It's your neighborhood nizzle, I'm the nigga over here. Everything coming through, it's like Christmas over here. Wouldn't be surprised if you get the gritting over here, nigga, yeah. Put it in the air, ain't nobody scared. Suck is hating, keep it over there. That way over there. Hey, 100 rounds in the chop stock, got me shooting straight. No, I read the box, but I'm a pop, cause I got moves to make. Nizzle, we ain't good, and I don't see myself losing weight. Nickel? Turn my headphones off. Oh. Uh. Petty is what Petty does. Yeah, that's my cousin. Why you think I call him Petty? Cause nigga stole from me. I don't talk. I get my Fetty up. My spaghetti up. One eye clutch Fetty. Why? Hit your neck and up. Yeah, I'm straight up out the dot. Make him take a second look. Being dope. Man, y'all get that boy's on. Listen to the sounds of hood nizzle right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast, you little bitch. Ooh, y'all see it up on the goddamn screen as I journey through my shit. Make sure all my wires, everything is shredded and ready to fucking go. Yeah, it's about to go fucking down, family. Ooh, yeah. Today is December motherfucking 28th. It ain't no snow on the ground. Ain't no cocaine on the ground. We out here, though. Can y'all hear me out there? On the fucking goddamn. Look at that on the screen, man. Well, now, depending on your motherfucking age, you might have to stand down. You know, I've been just, you know, I don't, at first, when I first got my podcast going, I had trouble coming up with fucking topics, man. I just, I thought I was supposed to be going this direction, that direction. Well, really, I really should be talking about using my platform to talk about shit that's dear to my heart. And gang culture is fucking dear to my heart because it changed my life forever because of this fucking movie right here. That's right. But like, give me some of that motherfucking hood nizzle again, bro. Okay. Y'all listen to some more of that nizzle. We'll be right back, you little bitch. I'm from Killer City, aka the Driller City. It's your neighborhood nizzle. I'm the nigga over here. Everything coming through us like Christmas over here. Wouldn't be surprised if you get the gritting over here, nigga. Yeah, put it in the air. Ain't nobody scared. Suck is hating. Keep it over there. That way over there. Hey, 100 rounds in the chop stock. Got me shooting straight. No, I read the box, but I'm a pop because I got moves to make. Nizzle, we ain't good, and I don't see myself losing weight. Nickel? Turn my headphones off. Oh. 
Y'all game sucks. That's Hood Nizzle right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Man, we got to get, you know, I'm at episode 21, and it was so fucking hard for me getting started, and I ain't even know where. You know, my, my, my cronies, my comrades in this podcast world, they on like episode fucking 100 and something, but you know. I'm trying to play catch up. We getting up out the mustard. I just want to welcome everybody to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I don't know if I want to use my laptop camera. If I want to use this fucking camera. I need to get rid of these fucking glasses, but I can't fucking see my controls and shit. I can't see shit without my goddamn glasses. So give me some contacts or some shit. Yeah, let me see. Let me look kind of straight. Let me look into Let me get it. You know what I mean? I got to get my stylus up in this moment. My glasses all crooked and shit. Here we go. All right, hit me. Welcome back. I am your host, Matt Marlin, a.k.a. Mr. Run Your Motherfucking Mouth. And welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast, episode 21, the movie Colors. That's right, we gotta go in on this movie man this movie changed my motherfucking life but before we do that man y'all know i gotta just get some shit off my chest y'all know i like to just slide some shit out to the middle of the fucking table and let all my mouthy mouths eat it up if you follow the run your mouth podcast you a mouthy mouth your mouth got legs now let's run bitch so I got some shit I want to get off my chest. I'm going to slide this out to the middle of the table, and y'all motherfuckers can munch down on it. And it's definitely pertaining to the topic, too. So, why? And y'all can just explain to me, man. Maybe I'm just too fucking grown now. But why is it that in 2021, we still got grown ass fucking men who are not from California. Man, sometimes you just gotta say the shit you feel, bro. Pimp C said, man, if you're gonna hate me for what I, how I feel, a fight's supposed to come with it. So, why in 2021 are grown-ass men not who are not from Cali Still thinking like like still think, taking this crip and blood shit so goddamn serious, boy. You know I'm having a OG moment, and we definitely talking to we you know everybody who's basically in their fucking 40s and up if you grew up in the 90s down south or in the midwest kansas city specifically because that's where i'm from you already know about the crip and blood situation that plagued the 90s and the late 80s and shit man here so after all this tragedy after all this you know we emulating california niggas after all these deaths over red and blue and now niggas are actually wearing the opposite colors of which they wouldn't have wore. Niggas is still trying to do, I still see niggas throwing up their hands. 
Tell them niggas something. Y'all too grown. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Because one thing I can see is that, you know, it's a lot of niggas who was in high school. They was like, man, you know, you got, you know, out of a gang, you got about 20 niggas in one gang. Man, and like probably three or four at that are the real cannonballs. You know, these are the real hitters. Everybody else is just fucking fillers. Come on, man. And that's who it is now. You got a lot of 45-year-old fillers out here. Niggas who didn't put no work in. Niggas who didn't do nothing, bro. They didn't do nothing. Still talking about they this and they that. Man, y'all let that shit go. Y'all give them something, though. <laughs> uh, I just want to put that shit out there. Hey, man, if, if anybody, you know, if you got a problem, you know, e, you know, email me what y'all think. What y'all, you know, email, drop it in the comment section. You can fucking email me. I'll read your response live on the air. What makes a grown ass man still think he a crip and blood, a crip or blood, bro? And y'all not, y'all niggas is not from California, and I, you know, I, that's why I'm gonna talk about myself on this episode because I can't speak for nobody else. So, let's go. So let's get to this goddamn menu. And let me give me some goddamn motherfucking hood news whooping that motherfucker, man. Okay. No, we want to talk about the Crips and the Bloods, man. We want to talk about, you know, you know, I am not from California. I am from Kansas City, Kansas, born and raised. But everybody know, anybody who's from my era, my generation, my fucking age range, if you went to school with Marlon and them, you already know what it was like growing up in the 90s in Kansas City, you know, wearing red, wearing blue. Everybody thought they was Crips and they was Bloods. But you got to kind of go back to the, like, the motherfucking, you know, like the, kind of like the mid-80s a little bit. And in the mid-80s, I was in grade school, but I've done a little bit of research, you know what I'm saying? I know some OGs, triple OGs, you know, niggas who's, like, probably in their 50s now, damn near 60s now, but... You know, I did my fucking research, bro, and I'm hearing, and anybody who disagree, you know, you can chime in. I'm hearing that the Crips and the fucking Bloods touched down in Kansas City, I'm talking 86, 7, 85, stretching, 85, 86, 80, somewhere up in there. That's just what I'm hearing from my OGs and other OGs out here. Niggas is who retired in this game, but we want to fucking talk about this movie Colors, right? And we want to talk about the shit that's on the fucking menu. You know, the spread of the Crips and the Bloods. How did Hollywood play a part? The music industry. Did the music industry take us into that 2000s era when we thought the Crips and the Bloods was, the, you know, there was a time like somewhere in two, I think when game. You know, when the game came out and I and when I found out Little Wayne was a blood and shit, I was like, what? I thought the Crips and the Bloods was kind of dying down a little bit. And, you know, the Crips and the Bloods, no zone cities who did not get infected by the Crips and the Bloods, such as Chi-Town and... 
Detroit. Now, I know in the 2021, shit done got all like a fucking cluster fucking. You got niggas just, it's a cultural mosh pit now. Everybody just claiming everything and niggas don't even give a fuck. They claiming shit from way over there, from way over here. It's a cluster fuck now. But we talking about that golden era, right? Where was you when this fucking movie came out? Come on now. Where was y'all at, man? I'll give you some time to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. Now, this has got some age shit to it. You know what I mean? Because if you like, if you was born in a year 2000 and up, or if you was born in the 90s, eh, kind of stretching it. Anybody born in them 70s and them 80s, this motherfucking movie probably had a motherfucking effect on your life at a young age. And I'm just going to talk about me because I can't talk about nobody else. And if you got a story, you know what I mean? If you got a motherfucking story about your experience, right? Your experience with this movie Colors. Send us your story to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We'll fucking share it on the air. You know what I mean? Holy fucking shit. God damn. Smother giraffe ass. Dipped in gorilla sweat. Did I forget to introduce my black ass and orange ass co hosts and shit? <sighs> oh, shit, man. Could somebody get him, Negroes? Um. <laughs> So, if y'all got any motherfucking questions or fan mail for Teddy Vader and Bodak Orange, y'all know where y'all can fucking reach us. Right. Give them some. <laughs> now, where can I start, right? Where can I fucking start? Let me see, man. I think I was 12 years old, right? I think I was 12 years old. Give me the music as I take y'all on this motherfucking journey. I think I was like 12. I think it was the summer of like um, 88 going into... I think it was that school summer. I was going into the sixth grade and shit, right? And me and my mom, we was actually on the fucking run. We wasn't on the run from the police. We was on the run from some more sick and twisted shit. We was on the run from abusive boyfriends. So this is the mindset of a little black kid that's about to come encounter, that's about to watch this movie for the first time on a motherfucking VHS, cause uh, yeah, no, no, give me that. Let me say that. OG moment. <sighs> yeah, I mean, this is the mindset of a little kid. You know, me and my mom, we were actually on the run from an abusive boyfriend. Right? We had to go move and stay with my aunt 
Gene. Facts. OG shit, nigga. Right? So we, um, man, it's the, it's like the summer of fucking 88. You know, this is old to me. Blunt lady. Summer of 88, bro. And, you know, I think my mom is at work. I think I'm at home by myself, you know, and I'm in a basement. And my Aunt Jean, you know, they had a, you know, VCR and shit. OG moment again. They had the motherfucking uh, VCR, right? And I'm thumb, I'm like, I'm about to watch a movie. I'm 12 years old. I'm at home by myself. It's the summer, 89. You know what I'm saying? It's hot in the motherfucker outside. Guess what movie I find? God damn, boy. Give me some. Shit. Now, we're going to have to, you know, you know, here on the Run Your Mouth podcast, man, I want to use my platform to talk about race, religion, and politics, hip-hop culture, and a whole lot of gang shit. You know what I mean? What other things should you talk about other than things that actually affected you? We ain't here to make up no shit, no GMO. This shit is authentic, you know what I mean? So I can only talk about my fucking self. So this is my fucking story of me watching this fucking movie. So I came across this fucking movie, right? And I popped it in. Now, I'm I'm probably like, I think the movie came out in 88, right? And I'm like a year later, year later or whatever. So I popped this motherfucking movie in, bro. And you got to understand the mindset and you got to understand the psychology. Now, I ain't no psychiatrist and I ain't going to be using no big ass motherfucking words and shit. But I'm just, I'm going to speak barbershop slop to y'all motherfuckers, man, right? You got to understand the psychology behind young males who don't have father figures and how Hollywood movies affect us. This is some real, real deep shit. It's got so many layers to it. I have to do four or five episodes. But so I popped this motherfucking movie in. And you got to keep in mind, man, I don't, you know, only, only, you know, I didn't have a, I grew up without a father, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to play the motherfucking sympathy story. But so I looked up to my older cousins. I looked up to all the older niggas in the hood, right? Uncles and shit like that, you know? So I'm watching this motherfucking movie and shit. I didn't even know that this shit's about to change my motherfucking life forever. I'm about to get my first encounter with Hollywood's version of the Crips and Bloods. It wasn't an authentic version. Y'all got to keep that in mind. Get Hollywood son. <laughs> Give Hollywood some Oliver Stone or some uh oh Dustin Hoffman or some shit some one of them one of them clear niggas um directed this movie now now at the time god damn now at the time when I was twelve like in, you know back in you know them late eighties when I watched this movie nigga I didn't know nothing about Hollywood's deception Hollywood's attack on the black family i didn't know none of that i'm just an innocent little young mind 12 years old about to go to the sixth grade and i'm at home man that motherfucking first scene when that nigga roll up what's up blood boom like blow this nigga away like 
this nigga put a man this nigga put a hole in this nigga chest the size of a basketball rim nigga it looked like a pizza like a whole motherfucking large pizza on this nigga uh black and white flannel i remember that shit like yesterday he rolled up you know rocket the nigga name was rocket what's the uh uh don motherfucking cheatham who was from kansas city y'all gave some Don Cheatham, who played, edit all that shit out, ashes everywhere, Don Cheatham played Rocket, and Rocket was like the leader of the Crips for this movie Colors. Now, let's dig deep into this shit, right, because that opening scene, for me, the motherfucking opening scene of the movie Colors is where I decided shit which motherfucking which gang I'm gonna be cause you know what I'm saying black kids and white kids too you know all kids emulate Hollywood movies to some degree I just think that a certain faction a certain demographic of the kids take the shit more extreme Due to the lack of knowledge of self. <laughs> the emoji moment. Yo, peace to the guys. Peace to the guys. So, um, yeah. So, and I, you know, you know, Channel Four. They they did a segment. They said that they actually said that African American kids will emulate and take serious more movies. You know, and, and, and give them something. That Illuminati shit. So, um, so man, that opening scene, I felt so sorry for this dude. I think what was that nigga's name in that movie? What was the nigga name in that movie? Reginald. Reggie. I can't remember. Y'all look that shit up for me. Drop his name in the comments. Rip to that blood nigga. But right then and there, I was like, shit, I wanna be a blood. You know? And I didn't I you know, and even fucking glass be sitting crooked in this motherfucker, man. Even, um, you know, it's just something about the color red versus the color blue, you know. And even if, even to this day, if I rock blue, I'll rock navy blue. I really won't rock, like, royal blue, you know. But, but, but red, it's just, it was just so eye-catching, you know what I mean? Um, but no disrespect to my Crip niggas, but, uh. But I'm just saying, you know, so this opening scene, soon as they pulled up, that nigga had that motherfucking uh, coat on. He had the red, red, red lines, man, that shit tight, that shit bright than a motherfucker. But this nigga rocket blew this nigga away. Nigga, what's up, blood? Blue. Man, I was like, damn. I was, as a little kid, I was like, oh, I felt sorry. So as the movie go on man y'all already know how the motherfucking story goes and to me the bloods in the movie colors to me the bloods didn't really get no i don't think they got no justice if you want to call for that prison scene but i'm just saying so um so i watched this motherfucking movie colors right by the end of the fucking movie I'm like, shit, well, you know, Rock, you know, they had that scene at the end where them niggas went out in that old school, 
you know, fashion, bam, 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 rocket die, blam, blam, you know, the, the blood, high top, you know, he an undercover, he's selling dope to the motherfucking cribs, but he had blood and shit, man, the cop died, blam, blam. So by the end of the movie, I'm fucking blown away as a little nigga, like, damn, all right, I gotta give me something, right? I'm fucking like blowed away, right? And it's the summer, right? School's about to start. And I'm like, um, and you know, actually, I want to bring that back. I actually watched this movie right before school. It was the summer, but it was like, you know, back then, it was like, the, like, it was like probably a week before school started when I watched this movie, right? So I'm like, bam, I just watched the movie Colors for the first time. I'm like, yeah, I want to be a blood. Right, I'm like, well, damn, I don't want to be no Crip, even though the Crips got glorified in the movie Colors. Like, you know, I think a lot, I think more niggas wanted to be Crips than Blood just because, you know, some niggas, everybody going to always want to be whatever the dominant, you know, gang was. You know, just like the Hatfields and McCoys and uh, fucking uh, cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians, my nigga. It's all the same. But, um, so... It's time for me to go school shopping. Right. Ooh, man. So, and I'm about to dig. I'm telling you the absolute truth. This is my experience with this movie called Colors. Now, if y'all want to email me y'all story, you know what I'm saying? Do that. And I'll fucking read that shit on the air. And this is just a topic that I wanted to fucking address on my motherfucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, you will. You know, so calm down. So it's time to go school shopping, right? Oh, man. And let me let me just get this up here, right? Bam. Let's get into it, right? Because we got to bring the menu in. You know, I got my menu. I don't got no special guests. I might get on my phone and try to call somebody up, but we might not. You know, I might just do this episode by myself. Yeah, so we got that up there. Let's get him up there, man. We got, bam, look at that, man. Come on now. We got, let me give me some music in the background. Let's get that cold summer by um oh we need them so um we got that motherfucking origins up there bro now when i went to motherfucking and i'm gonna explain all of this that you can see up here now you know what i mean you know the origins and this name craig munson and i'm gonna break all of this shit down because all of this shit is tied in to my motherfucking story that i'm telling y'all motherfuckers right now so it's time for me to go school shopping i just watched the movie colors right so you and i want to be a blood i chose to be a blood everybody who became a crip or blood during the 80s or the 90s right that that's outside of california you either got it from jail you either got it from a nigga who came to your city or you got it from this movie colors y'all can agree or disagree come on now give me some give me some so 
we going school shopping, right? I immediately start looking for red clothes, red flannels, red rags, dickies. And, man, it's a whole fucking twist of this story. And I'm going to just keep this shit all the way 913, bro. You know? So, man, do you know Walmart didn't have no red flannels? They didn't even have no red rags. And I was like, damn. I was like, damn, what the fuck I supposed to do now? What the fuck I supposed to do now? Right? So I'm like looking all over the store, man. My mama just, you know, she floating around. And I'm just walking through motherfucking Walmart, bro. They got a, um, a rack, you know, you know, back in 89. You know, they had flannels, Pendletons, whatever the fuck y'all calling them, lumberjacks, you know. Um, they had all colors, bro. They had blue, black. They had no red. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck I supposed to do now? Like, and I got to keep it real in the motherfucking physio. Man, we got to put some shit in perspective, right? I'm like a little bitty fucking kid. I don't know shit about California politics none of that shit because i got hollywood's version of colors of the crips and the bloods i got hollywood's version you know um the director of motherfucking um and the producers of the movie colors um dustin um fucking damn i just looked that shit y'all google that shit you know what i mean but this is a white boy. This is a clear nigga. You know what I mean? So, um, it's a watered down version. It's not the authentic version. And I don't even, they probably had real Crips and Bloods on the set. But from my accounts and from my understandings and from my family members and from real live, authentic, certified, reputable Cali OGs from that turf, homie. I went had almost went into my motherfucking California voice, homie. Talking about a real reputable OG, homie, off that motherfucking turf. Nigga, real OG. My nigga OG Deucey from East Coast Crip told me. He said, he said, little homie, he said, we was not killing each other like that during that time when that movie Colors came out. And y'all can nigga, anybody from Cali who sees this shit, any of my family members that's from Cali, y'all know OG, probably triple OG now, big deucey, old high yellow nigga had a curl, he from East Coast Crip, you know, I had to get my pictures out, I got pictures with this nigga and everything, you know, but he told me firsthand that niggas in Cali, niggas in LA, Compton, Watson, Inglewood, they was not Blowing each other away like that. OG moment. We just having a OG moment right now. So, you know, this, um, damn, I fucking almost got off track, but I'm back at fucking Walmart, right? Bro, I'm 12 years old, man. I don't know the fucking politics, right? So I'm like, well, shit, man, I'm going to have to get something. They ain't had no black rags. They didn't have no 
motherfucking red rags and they had no black. All they had was blue rags. They didn't have no red sweaters, no red hoodies, no red sweats. Man, they didn't have shit red in Walmart. I don't know if the Chiefs wasn't just popping back then. So, man, boy, shit, I did any, I did what any motherfucking 12-year-old kid that done watched a motherfucking movie, Hollywood movie, would do. They got grabbed that blue rag. Nigga, I grabbed that motherfucking uh, blue flannels, two blue flannels, grabbed me some dickies, nigga. And I hit it up out that bitch. Now, in my mind, I know y'all probably watching this shit like, what? Like, hey, nigga, I'm giving you this real shit. Boy, I'm telling you, boy, real nigga, plant a seed. Ain't nothing but real shit gonna grow up out that shit, boy. Put some water on that shit, boy. Plant that real nigga seed. Real nigga shit gonna grow up out that, 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 boy. You know what I mean? Nigga, I'm 12 years old. I don't know that you can't, you know, I didn't know you couldn't, like, you know, even though in the movie Colors, you know, that nigga High Top, you know, he was undercover and shit, and, like, you know, but shit, nigga, I'm, I, I watched the movie Colors and shit, I said, shit, well, I want to be a blood, you know what I mean? And I know I ain't the only nigga out here went through this shit, but I'm just the only nigga who really have to stand up and tell my story. So, uh, I grabbed it in my mind, I'm like, well, I ain't gonna be no crib, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't a crib, you know, when school started, and I showed up for the first day, you know, because they didn't have no red motherfucking shit. I had the blue when I showed up, and I, I didn't show up as a crip. I just showed up as a motherfucking gang member. I'm like, shit, well, I'm going to go back to Walmart, shit, probably a week from now, two weeks from now, I'm kissing red clothes. You know, I swear to God, in the mind of a 12-year-old kid from the Midwest watching a Hollywood movie, they, that's what I was thinking. So, but I, it, it, this whole motherfucking story took a twist, and, you know, anybody who grew up with me, you know, you already know what it do do, right? So, um, and this is my motherfucking story, and this is this is why you know I don't I just I hate gangs so much to this day. I don't hate, I don't hate the um the origins. I don't hate the authenticness. I just hate everything else outside of it. And you know, I ain't trying to disrespect nobody because I know you got bloods and crips that's not from California that will put motherfucking sauce on your noodles and turn your shit to spaghetti. I'm just telling my motherfucking story how I motherfucking feel about the Crips and the motherfucking Bloods. It's California shit, and that's just how I feel. So, you know. So, man, anybody who went to school with me know I showed up for school the first day, Coronado Middle School, and I was like, I had my high top fade, I think. I had my dye in my hair. And, you know, and I was a loner, you know. Nobody was, like, around. I didn't have no crew or nothing. It was just me by myself and shit, right? And and I was just, like, looking around. You know, school about to start, everybody outside. And I'm just looking around for more people that's supposed to be dressed up, like, you know, Crips who, you know, like. And, I, I you know, I saw... I saw niggas, but I didn't like see like I didn't. It didn't look like it. It wasn't like I thought it was gonna be. I thought like it was gonna be hella people dressed up like um, Crips and Bloods. And actually, at that time, if I can remember correct, it was more like BGDs. Like it was more at Coronado at that time when I was there. You know what I mean? So, um, and I'm like, well, damn. 
Y'all might have overdid. I'm like, it was like, I look, I, was, I felt like I was overdressed and shit kind of for the occasion and shit. I was just standing out so far. Like, and, um, uh, really my sixth grade year in high in junior high really tarnished just my whole fucking teenage. Just my whole, I threw my whole childhood away. After watching this fucking movie, this fucking movie right here. Right. So man, do you know? I think about a week in and I got, I got kicked out of school my first day. Right. I got kicked out of, um, I got suspended my first day because the key teacher tried to take my rag out of my pocket and they sent me to the principal's office and shit. So, and I was like on a two day suspension. I came back and lo and behold, like my opportunity to join an actual gang was going to come. Now y'all may say, well, I thought you had the blue and I'm telling you, man, I had a blue rag on and I had a motherfucking blue flannel and I was rocking some tan diggies and shit, man. I'm telling you, I, I was telling motherfuckers, man, I'm a just, I'm a gang banger. You know, I didn't tell no motherfucker I was a crip, but you know, as my childhood story would go on, you know, I, a lot of people would go to throw some shit on my name. Like, you know, I was a this and then I switched to that, but this is the motherfucking story. So, and these is facts. So, um, one day school let out and I'm walking home from school and I think it's, um, me and, uh, me and my nigga Johnny and, uh, my nigga Terry Horty, uh, God bless his soul. And, uh, his mom and shit at the barbershop. Used to do the jerry curls and the perms and shit right there. Um, and, like, you know, we, like, want to, you know, we basically walk into some niggas initiating some niggas right here already. Like, we walking home from school, we walk into a, a, nishi, a gang initiation. And we just, like, we're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, man, they go, Lo and behold, we walk into a black gangster disciple gang initiation. Crazy shit, right? So the motherfucking plot thickens, nigga. Nigga, the plot done, nigga, the plot about to get so fucking thick, bro. Because, listen, I keep telling y'all, in hindsight, you know, even though a lot of niggas did say, you know, I went from one gang to another, man. When I look back on it, bro, as I matured, man, I like, I started to like, nigga, I didn't like so, I don't give a fuck. Because, like, nigga, I was 12, nigga, like. Well, no gang politics all all down through this motherfucker. Niggas got to keep this motherfucking shit real, nigga. It's street niggas and hood niggas, hustlers, pimps, players everywhere. But Crips and Bloods, nigga, that shit came to Kansas City at a certain time, nigga. So... And, um... There's a nigga named Marco there. There's a nigga named Marcus there. Nigga named Johnny. Nigga named Terry. Me. Um. Some more. Some more off-brand niggas. And, um. 
But we we walk we walked up on this shit. We walking through this trail, Coronado Hills. You know, anybody who grew up in KCK and you went to Coronado, you know about Coronado Hills. You know about that trail down in back of the school and shit. So we just be we we walking, we chilling and shit, and we walk up on this shit. It's like. 15, 20 kids out. Niggas getting put on the set. They getting put on. They getting blessed. You know what I'm saying? Into the black gangster disciples. And I'm looking, I'm thinking like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck is this? Because I don't know nothing about no gangster disciples. Nigga, I just watched the motherfucking movie Colors, bro. What the fuck is the gangster disciples? And no disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect. I'm, I'm telling this motherfucking story. I'm a 12-year-old kid, right? I'm in a motherfucking sixth grade, 11, whatever the age for shit may be. I'm in a sixth grade, though. And I'm like, uh, Black Gangster Disciples? Yeah, and, you know, niggas start throwing their shit up. I'm like, ooh, ooh, And I see a nigga on the ground, shit, he all bruised up. I'm like, damn, what? I'm like, nigga, what, 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 what you just got put on, nigga? <laughs> How did it feel? <laughs> did it hurt? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did it hurt, nigga? <laughs> this nigga getting up, he looking at blood on his lip. And in my mind, I'm just processing this shit. I'm like, well, shit, that nigga, I'm like, he too fucked up. And I'm just thinking, like, well, shit, nigga, you know, I, I kind of stepped back because these niggas was putting niggas in circles and bam, out of nowhere, nigga, I saw a nigga get fired on a nigga who was with me. Like, bam, I'm like, damn, nigga, that nigga didn't even say he wanted to be one. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, 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 nigga fired on a nigga and shit. And I'm, I'm, and I'm a 12-year-old kid. I'm like, well, wait a minute now. Y'all niggas can't be forcing a nigga to be in the gang and shit. Like, man. But, uh. I'm with this nigga. I'm just looking like we, me, me and the other nigga, we looking like, damn, nigga. That nigga didn't say he wanted to be in the game. And we looking shit. That nigga, he, he, I mean, he don't look like he was too hurt. You know what I'm saying? They punching like three or four niggas on him. And then they got up on him. And <laughs> you already motherfucking know how the motherfucking story go, man. So, man, I'm telling you, life is crazy to motherfucker when you're a little kid. You look back on your life, bro. So these motherfucking niggas, you know, you already know how the story go, right? These niggas get up and look at me and shit. I'm like, man, I'm, a, I'm like, bro, I don't even know what the fuck no motherfucking, B, you know, no, no motherfucking, I don't even know what no BGD is, nigga. I just watch Colors, nigga. California shit, Dickies, the Crips Bloods, nigga. Man, do you know, blah, nigga, blah, like, nigga, man. Like, I ain't asked to be in this, you know, this shit is crazy, bro, but this is facts. Facts. A lot of these niggas is who's there is dead to this day. A lot of niggas is in prison. And um shout out to all the niggas that's still living that if they see this shit, they probably gonna be like, Man, this nigga like I can't believe this nigga remembers so much detail about this shit. And I do because this this incident changed the course of my childhood. You know what I mean? I could have got killed. I could have got killed um, during this whole process. Action. I could have got killed, you know, during my um, little stint as a little gangbanger. So, man, they get up off this nigga, and all of a sudden, Niggas look at me like nigga, and I'm trying to. I'm really look, you know. I'm nigga. I'm a young nigga. And I'm twelve, nigga. I'm the, I'm negotious, nigga. Like nigga, I don't nigga, nigga. Like I'm the type of nigga. Like nigga, I don't what the fuck, nigga. I, don't, I, I didn't ask. Like nigga looked at me and just fired on me like, blah, nigga, like boo, nigga, boom, nigga. We all just on the ground tussling, bloop, 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 nigga. I feel kicks, boom, to the back of the head, blah, 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 boom, 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 boom. 
Blue nigga was like, all right, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. I'm like, damn, nigga. I get up, nigga, looking at my lips and shit. Like, nigga, I'm looking at the niggas I'm with. And nigga smiling and shit like, yeah. <laughs> nigga, so I start smiling and shit. And then niggas like, yeah, nigga, this how you throw up the blue, 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 blue. And I'm like, nigga, so I'm a motherfucking BGD now. Like, I'm like, nigga, I don't know nothing about the BGDs, bro. I know about Crips and Bloods, nigga. I just watched the movie Colors a thousand times, nigga. You know what I mean? And, um, but I was just like, fuck it, man. Cause I'm like, well, shit, I wanted to join the gang. They didn't have no, uh, red rags. So nigga done wanted to be a blood, ended up looking like a crip, ended up joining the, uh, black gangster disciples on motherfucking accident on default. And all this shit just, you know, all this shit turned spoiled like a classic hood movie. You know, all of us, we was all clicked up, um, from that point. Um, on hold on, we need to get into a motherfucking commercial break right now because I need to get my shit together. So we gonna get into a motherfucking commercial break while y'all listen to some of this motherfucking Ty Gutter right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast, you little bitch. Ah, gotta, 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 yeah, bitch, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Woo. I fell in love with the streets. I became one with the streets. I get that fire and reach. Load up the clip and I put you to sleep. Keep me protected. This block on me. I said to myself, cause I'm all that I need. It's a small fee to come fuck with the G. Cause most of you niggas ain't silent, it seems. Busting the rappers up out of the scene. Never got business in business with peace. Shipping about 20, 30 a week. Niggas be claiming they fucking with me. Niggas not really not fucking with me. Keep it 30 plus a clip with the pack. Yeah, I'm crippin' all my seaters be strapped. Do a nigga dirty, hop at the lack. And pop, 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 I'm pushing shit back. Finish the job and I will double back. Coke sales, get a whip of this crack. Drum me hitting and I let that bitch slack. Your bitch wanna fuck me, but I just get necked. My little hitters next and they in the back. Applying pressure, put my foot on they back. Fuck the talk, nigga, run that shit back. I came from nothing, they know this me. I keep a hundred that pole with me. Stretch a nigga out and fold the sheets. Case closed, that's a big relief. Don't fuck with niggas, that's probably gonna tell if you got a game. Then I put up your bill. All brands, nah, not over here. Tip attack just to make myself clear. Match a design in my gun on my hip. I'ma go hard for my niggas, not here. Fucking the die, bitch, I tell her be still. Don't do it, diamond, so nigga don't squeal. I be blowing like a green grenade. Smoke about a couple zips a day. My piss dirty, drop clean today. I really came up from the gutter, baby. I don't protect it, no fuck grip. Big dope, Fendi, no echo. Bust down, my wrist glow. Chop style, big Dracos. Pipe down. Yo, chick go, drip down, meet Pinko, keep big rounds for reload, no switch ups, not me ho, oh nah nah, to broke hoes, I need mines, humongo, our blue strips, your pronto, don't tell lies, we slit throws, don't do lies, push good though, fresh cook pies, so brosso, cupasa, for real though, Jelani's, my pre-roll. So you think you're tough, 40 letter bust. I ain't letting up, draw me, put them up. I be whipping up and chocolate panini. Niggas selling dreams like wishing the genie. Pop your little bubble, stop you for breathing. Going to test it, I'ma make you believe me. Still a profession, I rock your shit. Send my little hitters to vibe your shit. Ain't the one to really vibe the wit. Fuck around and get your father hit. Full of y'all, that's a carpet stick. Chop your bitch and she get all the dick. Hit it, quit it, she want more of it. I just hit
to the metamorphosis. Drug selling, you ain't touched the brick. Silver spooling, you ain't foolish shit. You ain't really been through some shit. Pop a nigga with a cooler kit. Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. I am your host, Mad Marlin, a.k.a. Mr. Run Your Motherfucking Mouth. And y'all always fucking know like we do about this time. Hold on, I fucked up. Like we always do about this time. You're listening to the Run Your Mouth. Hold on, shit. Bring that shit back. You're listening to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I'm your host, Marlon Gumble. And this is White People News. Make sure when you get to the top of the steps, just make a big smile and give my phone drop. Sure. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, yeah, buddy. Shoot all the way back, buddy. That nigga said, have I ever been in an airplane? Yeah, boy, that's when the shit kicked in, boy. Reality was starting to set in, boy. Like, what the fuck you doing up here, boy, with all these clear people, bud? They can kidnap your ass, boy. Look at him again. Look at him. He fucked up. Yeah, we'll get his ass, Kaylee. I'm gonna fucking chop his body when it hits the ground. Like, fuck, all kind of shit was going through my head, boy. I was like, God damn. Hell no. The fuck? Where my phone at? Shit, I ain't got my phone. Oh, man. Don't nobody even know I'm here. I didn't tell nobody. Fuck, bro. What am Nigga. Fuck it, nigga. I'm here, gang, gang, nigga, gang. 
gang. Gang, nigga. Fuck it, nigga. But watching this nigga pull this motherfucking thing right here. This one is shit. This one is shit get real pimpish. Not yet. It's still gang. I'm just taking it all in, gang, nigga. Look, I'm trying to pull this thing. He's like, nigga, don't pull the motherfucking strap. That's my job. He want me to do thumbs up, nigga. I'm like, nigga, I ain't thumbing up, nigga. It's gang, nigga. Gang. Gang, nigga. No thumbs up. Ooh, this part right here, nigga. Get your black ass off. <laughs> That's pretty Whoa. wild, huh? Whoa. That's definitely an experience. Man, that just happened. <laughs> awesome job, man. You made the right decision, right? Good job, dude. You're listening to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. I'm Marlon Gumble, and I guess black people do. Skydive, or maybe Mad Marlin does. This is White People News. We're signing off. I don't know. Y'all give me some. <laughs> I know. So, we're talking about this movie Colors and how it affected the African American community. Yeah, boy. A lot of niggas not going to be real enough to even fathom it. But the realest of the realest, the nigga, the ones who planted they real nigga seed and nothing but that real shit sprouted out. They'll be able to see the, the blossom of it. You know what I mean? Because you got to understand that the, the spread and how Hollywood helped and how the music, music industry kind of took it into the new millennium. Then you got those no crip and blood zones that, you know, me personally always wondered, like, if the crips and the bloods affected, you know, Kansas City, Houston, Dallas, um, Omaha, you know, Denver, Arkansas, all these Midwest and Southern cities. And even on the New York side, I don't even get that either. But not in Chicago and not in Detroit. Yeah. So where the fuck did I fucking leave off? Right. So, these niggas, I watched the motherfucking movie Colors, right? I wanted to be a blood. I end up looking like a crip. I end up joining the BGDs by default on accident. I never said, yeah, the niggas just fired on a nigga. So that's where we left off, right? So now, these niggas done uh, blessed me in. They done blessed me in the BGDs. And so we all, I basically on some straight cliche shit. I went, I'm like, shit, I joined the gang. You know, I went like, bam, I walked home. Like, I kind of walked home in a daze. And I remember walking down. 
I remember when, if you remember like pair, uh, uh, let me see, it's not 55th, but more like, um, metal arc lane, that street that you cross. If you, if you going down, if you're going eastbound, if you headed to the lower numbers from the high numbers on State Avenue, you make a left on Meadowlark Lane. Anybody remember when all that shit wasn't built? You know, I used to walk. I walked home from that way. And I just remember thinking, like, like, dang, did I have, I'm trying to think, how the fuck did I join the... Bro? I just remember thinking, like, what the hell is a BGD, a black gangster disciple? So long story short, I end up rolling with these niggas. You know, time is going by. We hanging out. We rocking our colors. We tagging shit up. We, um, you know, we just doing, I could go on and on about this motherfucking story, you know. But long story short, I fucking end up, um, we all end up fucking hanging out. And, um. I just remember, cause I didn't steal. My mama raised me better than that. I just remember a nigga, somebody stole the homie's chain and they blamed it on me. And these is all like, these is all like, we all, this is all the niggas that I'm rolling with, you know? So long story short, we all hanging outside one day in the projects on 55th. Shit, everybody know 55.5, you came up in them 80s and them 90s. Um, and I just remember knowing, like, like, man, why everybody standing over there? Like, these niggas done frame me for taking this nigga chain. And I, saw, I swear to God, on the life of my kid, you know, in hindsight, like, I didn't even take this nigga chain. Like, so, and this is how I end up, you know, leaving the, you know, the BGDs. Like, so, all of a sudden, Nigga, I, I looked, I looked up, and pow, back of the head, pow, nigga, pow, 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 bloom, 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 nigga, bloom, 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 like yeah, and um, it was like the the leader, at, you know, at that time, like the old OG nigga, he was like, that's enough, and I'm like, nigga, I'm like, what the fuck was that for? And it was like, you got the nigga chain, I was like, fuck, no, I ain't got no nigga chain. And they like, who got the nigga chain? They like, we don't know. It's like, how y'all, nigga, like, how y'all know he had it? I'm like, the nigga's like, <sighs> so nigga, I walk off. They like, hey, nah, man, come back. We all, we sorry. We like, and I like, bro, that was the last time I saw that group of niggas collectively. It would be years later, I would see them, and like, we would be like going at it. Like, you know, but that's a whole nother motherfucking story. And we definitely would have to, you know, go on about my personal life. You know, I have to do an episode talking more about, you know, my life as a dumbass wannabe Cali nigga niggas. And that's, you know, me in hindsight, that's what I call it because that's basically what it is. And that's why I got this shit right here up here on this screen. That's why I got that like that. You know, the movie colors, nigga. You know what I'm saying? The fucking menu, the spread. Hollywood, the music industry, but let's fucking talk about this shit right here. The motherfucking original origin, the original, the 
origin. You got to understand that's Hollywood right there. That there is Hollywood. But that's let's 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 spend some time on that and let's talk about because anybody every any and everybody know, you know, if you grew up in the Midwest, if you grew up in down south, if you know when this movie Colors hit, it hit like niggas and this is before when I joined the gang, you know, that was like in 88, but in 87, 86, you know, it was already niggas in the city already, you know, no, no, whoa, 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 the movie, come on, I gotta get my years right, when the fuck, this movie came out in fucking 88, or did this movie come in, all I know is like, maybe the summer before this movie um, came out, there were niggas all who already had gangs in the city and they were already like bloods and crips here before the movie came out but it wasn't you know the shit wasn't magnified yet the shit didn't you know what i'm saying they didn't they didn't put sprinkle that water, motherfucking water on that motherfucking gremlin and you know what i'm saying they had that shit hadn't multiplied yet but when the movie hit bam it was like you know what I'm saying? To me, more niggas became Crips than Bloods because the Crips looked like it was the fucking dominant fucking thing to be. And even in Cali, you know, if you watch Kev Mac videos or StreetTV.com, you know, these are historical, authentic YouTube channels who document the original Crips and the Bloods, the niggas who started the shit. You gotta fucking give your respects, goddamn it. Get these niggas on. They started the shit. You know, I know nowadays niggas don't care about the origin, but for, you know, for all my real niggas watching this, and for all the people who watching this who know that, like, if it wasn't for the movie Colors, or if it wasn't for a nigga from out of town, or it wasn't for an, another motherfucker. You would have not became a crip or blood. Give yourself some, but if you disagree, we gotta get you some too. Come on. <laughs> there was no other way for you to become a crip or blood if you was not from California. It had to be an outside influence. Okay. Now up top, we got Craig Munson, right? Because and you like, where does he come into play? Craig Munson comes into play because this nigga right here in the middle you know what I'm saying that's Raymond Washington now if you don't believe me you can do your own fucking research you know Raymond Washington Tookie Williams whatever I mean not whatever but you know far as who started who I don't want to get into that debate let's just get straight down to the meat you know what I'm saying Raymond Washington the reason I have a picture of these two buff ass motherfucking action fucking hero looking figures. Can you believe? Can you? This is what motherfucking gangbanger, the average gangbanger used to look like back there. I don't know what the fuck happened to niggas. I don't know how niggas went from this to like being 80 motherfucking pounds with hair like that. I don't know, but y'all can give them something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So. Everybody know legend has it that Raymond Washington wanted kind of look. He looked up to Craig Munson, 
who was not a crip or blood. This is pre crip or blood. This is before for all you lame niggas. You know what I mean? This is before like there was any crips or bloods. You had gangs like um or, or organizations because they didn't call themselves gangs. They call themselves, you know, clubs and shit like that. You know, the word gang that was created by the clear media. Boo, 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 boo. So um um so Raymond Washington basically idolized Craig Munson. And if you think about it, it makes sense because if you look at any gang pictures of niggas from the motherfucking eighties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, niggas is like ripped. Niggas look like little He-Man action figures and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know how the fuck we went from that to looking like motherfucking um, young motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the NBAs and whoever the fuck, you know, so these are your, low, you know, if you look at the average gang member now, the nigga who say is a gang member now, nigga, nigga, nigga like 90 pounds, bro, with hair like this and skinny jeans. Yeah, he'll still, he'll still put some motherfucking sauce on your noodles and turn your shit into some spaghetti and serve it to you on a motherfucking paper plate, nigga, with plastic utensils, you know, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, give him something, though. I'm just saying, duck. But, you know, we breaking this shit down. We peeling back the layers of this motherfucking movie colors and how it affected the African-American community. The spread of it, the spread or the spread of just Crippin' Blood culture, period. The movie colors ain't the only way. It's not the only way. Um, the crip, the gang culture spread. That shit spread through dope niggas transporting dope. That shit spread it through motherfucking um prison. That shit spread it through basic nigga. Every nigga in Cali, every nigga in L.A., every nigga in Compton, every nigga in Inglewood, every nigga in Watts, every nigga in L.A. got family members that are from down south. So. There you go. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about the origin and the spread. Not to mention Hollywood. What made... Is it Dustin Hopper? Dennis Hopper? What the fuck is this, this motherfucking the nigga's name? This clear nigga who made this movie Colors. Again, I ain't got my notes. I never had my fucking notes. I'm always shooting for the fucking hip. Um, what made him want to make a movie called Colors? Like, Why? Why did he want to make this movie? You know what I'm saying? Why? What was the point? What what came out of it? Somebody named something like good. Somebody named something that would help the black community. That helped the Crips and the Bloods. Because from what I know, from what I researched, I got family members who are born and raised authentic and certified from the soil. L.A. County, Compton, Inglewood, Watts, the Jungles, East Coast, whatever. Bam. They told me out of their own mouth when the movie Colors came out, niggas in L.A. was not killing each other's that savagery, that blatantly. I mean, this is what my niggas told me. This is what my family's told me. If anybody disagree, you can drop it in the motherfucking comments. The point that I'm trying to make that this movie colors 
even impacted niggas in Cali. Cali niggas told me out they own mouth. Not only because we was talking about it, you know, I got people that's in Cali, you know, and uh, especially Big Deucey from East Coast Crip. I don't know if it's 11 now on East Coast. I just know a nigga East Coast. He, uh, motherfucking East Coast Crip. And we was just sitting around one day in my folks' living room, and we was just talking about the movie Coners and shit. And he was just telling me, like, nigga, this shit, this shit, niggas, this shit turned us out here too. You know, and if any niggas from Cali see this shit, and, you know, and you old enough to understand, you know, you old enough to remember, nigga, when this movie came out and how did it, did it change and how did it change the perspective of the paradigm of the colors and came from the city, we want to give you some, nigga, tap in and drop it in the comments, nigga, give him some. You know what I mean? see we need to get into another motherfucking song so let me see what we got here let's get into some of this motherfucking swell l right here on the run your mouth podcast you little bitch Open up a drugstore. Dope man, easy. NWA, all I see. Flip the Delta 76. Spent a quarter brick. This was in the 80s. Silk shirts and alleys. When I was young, used to grind all night long. Only oak on the turf with a cell phone. Soaked up gang, started shaking lanes. First from the turf, riding vintage lane. Fifth wheel on the back. Blue rack top on that. Y'all get my OG son. You listening to Swell L right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast. OGKC legend. God damn it. We want to welcome everybody back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I am your host, Matt Marlin, a.k.a. Mr. Run Your Motherfucking Mouth. And we are still going in. We are still peeling back the layers of this movie, Colors, episode 21. This is what the fuck I wanted to talk about. I wanted to get this shit off of my chest. This podcast shit is becoming like therapy for me. And let me see. I got some fucking notes here. Oh, yeah. Now. Now, me personally, I can't speak for nobody else. I can only, I can only speak for myself. You know, I don't, uh, you know, and you know, we try to offend people on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You know, 
yeah, I don't. So, but I can only speak for myself. I can't tell nobody else's story. Everybody's story is different. This is just my shit. And, it, and this is just how I view the Crips and the Blood situation right now in 2020. And this is where I stand on it. So, you know, if you see me or you want to know how I feel, this is how I feel. And um, I just, you know, like I said, go to YouTube, go to Kev Mac videos, go to Street TV, StreetGangs.com, Street TV, you know, Alonzo Nim. Man, these dudes got thousands of hours of footage interviewing the real OG triple quadruple oh jeez oh, like they interviewing niggas is like 60 something bro niggas giving true in-depth account stories of how this shit started right and I'm I watched and watched every fucking video there is, bro. And I come to the conclusion is this, nigga. How can me as a grown ass fucking man, right? As a boss nigga, right? As original, like how can I like be whole known to how can I be emulating something that was started by kids like kids started the crips and bloods that is facts my nigga facts oh shit come on give me some god damn it give me fucking some what are you waiting on give me some kids Started the Crips and Bloods. These facts. I mean, and this is how I process the shit, right? Now, even when I was an active gang member. I used to be like, man, this shit's stupid. I remember when my family member, Remy Loke, from, he's from Cali. He's from the jungles. You know, he's from the same set as um, the shit that's on training day. Yeah. He didn't introduce me to true real certified authentic members like and I done seen from my own eyes and I just remember being in Cali stop the fucking music stop the music bring it down stop it just stop it I remember being in Cali bro and I gotta get this story out you know this probably gonna be the longest podcast on the number I gotta get this shit out I gotta get it out Cause this fucking movie right here, man. Um, 
I'm blessed enough to even have a chance to go to California and spend time walking on the soil in the early years, them active 90s. I thought I said bring the fucking music down, bro. Them active fucking 90s, boy. And I remember I had a, my cousin has this friend, right? Bless his soul, man. Peabody, right? Peabody the deuce, man. Cali nigga. This folks is from Arkansas. Every Cali nigga got a fucking grandmother or cousin or from fucking family that's from the South. Something about them country niggas. They will shoot. Even in fucking Detroit and even in all the other major cities up north, niggas got motherfucking motherfucking they DNA go back to the motherfucking south. Something about a country nigga, he will shoot. So um Peabody, right? So I first went to Cali in like ninety three, ninety four. And it was the most unforgettable experience in my in my whole existence. Like I just like, man, California LA, like that shit is some other shit, bro. That shit is some When I got off the motherfucking bus, it was like Skid Row is right there. For y'all to those who y'all don't know, Skid Row is a street where it's a whole homeless universe, nigga. A fucking homeless universe, nigga. Nigga, a fucking homeless universe, bro. Fuck me up forever, so. Um, so I'm in Cali, right? I'm basically running from a warrant, you know, back in KC, I, we beat up some clear nigga, some clear nigga called me a nigga. We beat this clear nigga up. I'm on the run. My people's in Cali, send me a bus ticket to get out of town. You know, I didn't pay for all this shit. So I guess I can talk about it. I can't Vlad TV my motherfucking self. Goddamn. We can't Vlad TV ourselves up in here. Y'all give us some. <laughs> so, I'm in Cali, right? And it's the early 90s. My cousin introduced me to this nigga named Peabody, a bounty hunter, Bellhaven bounty hunter. Anybody from Cali, or if you know Cali politics, you know the bounty hunters is Watts. That's Watts right there. Nickerson Gardens, shit like that. He was a Bell Haven bounty hunter, though. That's probably like that's down the street, probably come from Nickerson Gardens and shit, right? He actually took me to the Nickerson Gardens, but he introduced me to this nigga, this tall nigga, dark skinned nigga, watch nigga, East Side nigga, grimy looking nigga. Anybody from Cali know the politics about Cali before all these crazy dress codes came in? You know, 
you know, if you in L.A., you know, East Side niggas, you know, how it was told to me that they look more grimier than West Side niggas, you know, so Cali niggas, that's some Cali shit. <clears throat> so, um, uh, we outside and shit, my, uh, my auntie's, we outside of my auntie's house, my cousin's house and shit, we chilling. And, uh, he like, you know, nigga, I'm like, nigga, I want to, you know, he overheard me say I want to see Cali, right? So, um, check, check. Man, I hope all this shit is recorded. I hope everything is recorded, man. Shit. He um he overheard me say this shit that I wanted to um fucking uh you know I wanted to tour Cali. So Peabody deduced. Peabody said, nigga, let's go, blood. You know, he was a blood, my cousin made blood, so he like, let's go. And um Um so this nigga on a bright red shirt. Um, we get on the one-on-one and man, I don't even know how I'm going to squeeze all this shit into this episode. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to jump around, you know what I'm saying? Because I can go on and on, but this nigga basically give me a world tour of Cali. Like this nigga took me to Circuit City, Paru. He took me to Paru Street. He stopped. He looked up at that sign, you know. He said it's Piru Street. It's where the you know the bloods start, not the bounty hunters, but the bloods. You know Pyrus. And I swear to God, bro, when we was on this street, it was a trash truck in front of us. Right, we on pop, we on the street, and I'm just like, man, okay, this is like some movie shit. Okay, I mean, okay, we bright red shirt. Right, this nigga got on a bright red shirt. This is facts, true fucking stories, bro. True story, man. And I look over to my right, and I'm like, it's a group of niggas sitting in the yard with in a like a little circle and shit. And I'm like, okay, I mean, obviously they bloods. They see his big ass bright red shirt, and one nigga get up and he stroll over to the car. And he stopped on the sidewalk. He like, what's up, Peabody? And Peabody just nut him, throw up the B. Dude go back and sit down. The trash truck pull up. We pull up to that sign again, you know, that Pyro Street. And I just, and I'm thinking like, nigga, I can't pay. And you talk in the 90s. I'm a Kansas nigga. I'm a Kansas City nigga. I'm from the Midwest. I'm not from Cali. We know about this shit from TV. I'm here now. You can't pay for this fucking moment, right? So he take me to Circuit City, take me to the Nickerson Gardens, Fruit Town. And, you know, the whole fucking time, bro, I'm just like, man, you know what? Man, I'm from I'm from Kansas, bro. I'm from Kansas City, man. I, I can't be no crib or no blood. This is they shit. I mean, because, like, these niggas is telling me stories like Big Deucey, you know, R.P. to, um, or B.H.I.P. as they say, Bounty Hunters in Peace to, uh, Peabody, man. Coolest fucking Cali nigga I ever met in my fucking life. He rolled me around that day, and he had on all, he had on a bright red shirt, y'all. I swear to God, I, I am not telling no fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? I put that on everything I love. And I, I and you know, I didn't finish that story. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around, but I'm definitely jumping around. But um, I had asked him and shit, you know, and I said, I was like, bro, are you, I mean, 
ain't our life in danger and shit, nigga? You got this motherfucking big ass. And he said, you know, he said my face. He said, you know, I'm from the turf, man. You know, my face is who I, I am, who I am. So I might as well rock my colors. And I was like, damn, that's some, that's some, that's some Cali shit. That's some, okay, all right, I get it, I get it. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, nigga, I'm a, I ain't from here, you know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you something, bro. If you was in Cali in the mid-90s, nigga, you can feel the motherfucking tension in the air. You can, like, feel it, bro. I'm telling you, you can feel the fucking tension in the air. Um, but back to Deucey, um, I, I got I met another I got another friend, uh, Big Deucey here, East Coast Crip. You know, I don't know if he was eleven nine or whatever, but I can't remember the exact set, but he was an East Coast Crip. He told me, you know, I just remember him explaining to me how it sounds when you know, and he was talking about his rivals. And if you're from Cali, you already know who, you know, the East Coast Crips, they rival with the, I guess, the Swans. And they also rival with the, the Essays. But he was telling me how. I don't want to be Vlad TV in the last motherfucker this He was telling me the feeling. No, 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 no. We can't Vlad TV. We can't. We, we can't do no Vlad TV. I can't Vlad TV more. No, my nigga. No, 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 So let me see. How can I? Cause I, God damn, I gotta get this shit out. How can I get this shit out? This nigga was telling me the feeling. He was telling me what it sounded like to hear a a body. Yeah, that ain't, I ain't Vlad TV. I might to go back and edit all this shit out some more. Anyway. You know, right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast. I'm trying to get these Cali stories off, but shit, nigga, that motherfucking Vlad TV shit be, that shit be some foul shit, boy. Nigga can't Vlad, you know, I just got so many Cali stories, and I ain't seen these niggas in like 25 motherfucking years. I was like fucking, oh, man, I was so fucking young, man. I was back in my teen, nigga, you know. You know, there's so many stories, man. The niggas be telling me what it feels, you know, the feeling of like what it feels like to be all up in them active in the midst, man, that, that feeling. And just, just to hear them niggas talk about that shit is just the craziest shit ever. It put me in a state of mind. Once I came back to Kansas, I was like, man, I'm, I don't even want to be no crip or no blood. I don't want to be shit. I don't want to be no gang. I don't want to be nothing. No, no disciple, no crip, no blood. I don't want to claim nothing, nothing that's from out of town. I think, and then I was like, well, shit, I, I think I, and that was the birth of Mad Marlon, the motherfucking rapper. Come on, give me some. You can tell it when you smell it. That's a slap. That's a slap. 
AJ on the beat, that's a slap. Somebody turn it up, that's a uh. I grew up on the bay, sitting around bumping E40 all day. Now follow what I say. He is to the bay, what I am to the K. OG, fuck around and get evaporated. Cause me and my clique so game related. And when I talk on the phone, you can tell that the K-Town is my home. And I can show you where the land is. And then tell you who the man is. If you really wanna know, I'm coming straight up on the Kansas. I got the heat for the streets. All my ladies in the front. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Senora, me estás diciendo que un tren le pego a una camioneta? No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.